Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going in. We're going in on shame and on the fear of being fully seen. And this all sprouted from this discernment between external shame that we experience from the world through judgment and opinions of other people and their projections and their expectations and then shame that we experience internally and now internally there are two types of shame that I experience one being internal shame that came from conditioning from when I was younger and how I grew up I was raised Catholic so naturally there's a lot of shame in that religion um and again this is not a hit on Catholicism or people who practice that that's just something that came into my awareness was the presence of shame and then the other shame is this internal shame that keeps us integral to our soul and for so long I have always tried to eradicate shame completely and obviously I've still been experiencing shame and so when the shame arises I have this, oh no, I I still haven't fully healed this. I need to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And why is this shame still here? And I had to really discern and understand that I was no longer experiencing shame from the external because I had really let that go. I wasn't holding on to shame from other people, their judgments. I was holding on to my internal shame, but it was actually shame guiding me towards what my soul is really craving and actually serving as a hint hint this is not in alignment with your soul and I'll give you an example I was working through some shadow work prompts on the plane yesterday I'm home in Ohio for a week to see my my dog and I just knew every time I come here it is an opportunity for deeper shadow work. So I was like, let's just, you know, tee this up perfectly. Like, I'm just going to bang out some shadow work on the plane on my way here. Um, but one of the questions was, have you ever done something to make someone else proud? Or make them feel good? Or make them love you or accept you? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. I still do those things. And I notice when I do those things, whether it's saying something that I think they want to hear, wearing something, doing something, having an interest in something to either make myself more appealing or make them more interested. And this for me comes through men and my dad. Um, And I notice that when I do those things, that's when the shame comes up. And the shame is there communicating like, hey, this isn't integral to your soul. Like if you did this on its own and you have this individual desire to say this, to have an interest in this, to bring this up, to wear this, etc. That's different. But the fact that you're doing this to make someone else proud or get their acceptance or get their love is what is driving this internal shame. And so the shame is actually communication that that you are not staying integral to your soul. So that's something that I recently discovered. And let's go a little bit deeper into shame itself. Shame thrives in secrecy. It, It thrives when you hide things. That's where shame exists, in the hidden, in the private. So let's connect this to fear of fully being seen. I was facilitating a mushroom journey 
um, ceremony for someone the other week. And as someone is healing, I always receive so much healing. They're always a mirror for me and what is not fully integrated or released in my body or things that still need love and attention. And something that came up was this fear of really being seen, both in my gifts and in my insecurity. And so... I was experiencing this level of vulnerability with someone where they were vulnerable to a degree, but just enough for me to feel like I could connect with them, but not enough to fully open. And I recognize that I do the same thing. I will often share, and I even do this online in my on my Instagram, on TikTok videos, where I share enough that feels vulnerable for people to connect with but enough to also hide the things that I'm ashamed of and the things that I don't want people to see. I'm really good at that. I've gotten really, really good at it. And, you know, obviously it's vulnerable in itself to just even admit that out loud. So it's something I'm deeply, deeply working through. But I was noticing that those parts of myself that I'm afraid of of people witnessing are just things that I am afraid of witnessing within myself that I'm not proud of, that I haven't accepted. And I have talked about this before, but I was knee deep in trying energy. And so that still lingers like me trying really, really hard to be put together, to be confident, to come across a certain way, to be a certain role for someone. Like there is just try hard energy that I've been unraveling for so long. And this path of just completely letting go and letting go and letting go so that I can fully relax into my being and my deepest friendships are those safe places where I can practice this and I'm so thankful for my sisters because they are the homes where I can unravel and and release and not try but sometimes even in their presence I can sense it coming up especially when I'm not in my highest energy, if I'm experiencing a low energy, if I'm feeling insecure, if I'm feeling heavy, if I'm feeling anything dark coming up, I notice that I want to isolate and keep it in because I'm ashamed of showing up with that. And I think too, just in the role that I'm serving, it's become an expectation that within myself that I do and will always have wisdom and guidance and love to offer. And I I strive for that, you guys, but there are so many moments where I feel like I have nothing to give, and today was honestly one of those days I was going to create content, and I just felt like I had nothing to give, and that is just a normal human experience to show up and feel like you have nothing to offer, and what's interesting about that is that usually triggers our not-enoughness because we have nothing to give or nothing to do or we don't have energy, and so we can't do so we cannot mask our feelings of unworthiness of not feeling like we're enough because so many of us cover that up with productivity and with external things and people and external forms of validation and I think that's what I'm really working through today is that I don't have the energy I don't have the creativity I don't have the drive I don't have the juice and it's really challenging me to come back to my innate worthiness because when I when I'm you know having those days where I'm on fire and I feel good and I'm full of love and I have 
all these words to say and all this wisdom to offer and all this content to share. I feel great. But it's it's taking note of how much energy have you put into things that exist outside of yourself that determine your worthiness and your enoughness. And do you believe that you're lovable on the days where you have nothing to give? Do you believe that you're lovable during the moments where you're frustrated or you don't have patience or you're just feeling super bitchy? Like all of the phases of self. So returning to this idea of this fear of of being fully seen, how do we see ourselves? How do we transmute that energy? Well, it doesn't start with changing the energy. It starts with looking at it first. Looking at the places within ourselves that feel undesirable and unacceptable. Looking at them, accepting them and letting them be. And loving yourself with them present. Because it can be easier to love yourself when they're not present. And it can be easy to love the idea that, oh, I can just change this energy and then I'll love myself. But can you love yourself with it present? That's the challenge. Can you love yourself with that present? And what I like to share with people is think about a kid that comes into the world, a baby, a newborn baby. And they are screaming and crying and all you can do is love them. You look at them and you're like, I love you. And you can't even talk, you can't walk, you can't do, you can't sing, you can't empathize, you can't hold space, you can't produce, you can't do anything but be in your tears. And we know that that little baby is more than enough. We're like, of course, cry. Like, it's just, it's just an acceptance. It's an immediate acceptance. There's not even a question. So where we go astray is that as time passes, we feel that we lose that permission slip to be and to just be with whatever's coming up and to be however we're going to show up. As we age, we start to morph into roles and we start to hold expectations and we start to expect ourselves to show up in a very specific way on a daily basis and our emotions do not have a clock or a schedule or anything so can you connect back to your inner baby when you were born that innate worthiness that enoughness and it's a practice It isn't just a switch where you feel worthy one day. It's a daily practice of returning, of combing through all of the things where you've attached your worth to and coming back into your beingness and your innate worthiness. And it really is a very intentional decision to switch switch the narrative and I'm still working through it. I've done so many macro mushroom ceremonies. I've facilitated so many in the last few months. I've sat with this medicine and have energetically and physically healed everything. <laughs> However, my conscious mind still has things to say about my worthiness. So it's a practice. It's a daily practice. How can we see ourselves? How can we practice seeing ourselves and feeling worthy? 
we see what it is we're avoiding, we accept it, we accept it's present, and then we offer it unconditional love. And the unconditional love is what will transmute the energy. So you don't have to love the thing that you're avoiding yet. All I ask is that you take a step towards loving that you can't love it. And I will be honest, I am trying so hard to love that I don't love my body every day. I have confident days. I have days where it affects my entire day. And I was talking to a friend specifically about the body and she just goes, Elliot, you're a human. Of course you're going to experience this. Which takes the pressure off. I have to heal this and fix this and it can never, ever, 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 ever come up again. And I was reading Women Who Run With The Wolves last night in the bathtub. And there was a really, really strong paragraph about this, about the wound and how... I think they use the metaphor of glass and how if you had a ton of pieces of glass stuck in your leg or something and you get everything out, you get the biggest pieces out, but it's impossible to get the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest shards of glass that still remain in there. And when those shards of glass are triggered, the remnants of our wound are triggered, it communicates to us Almost the identical intensity of the original wound, as if there were the big, huge pieces of glass in our body. But that is where we are required to show up differently and know that it is not the original wound. The intensity is not the same. It's okay that it's still there. It's okay that there are still remnants. It is okay that you're still working through these things. But you are a different version of self that can hold this in a different way. And so don't let the remnants of the wound convince you how big that wound is, how much attention it deserves, how much power it has over you. Because then we feed it and we feed it and we feed it and that's what makes it grow. We give it power. We give these tiny little pieces of glass huge power over our reality. And this draws me to just one more message I want to share about feeling. When we feel something that is dense, that is uncomfortable, that is dissonant, Don't let one feeling decide that your entire reality is going to shit (laughs) or that everything is wrong. And I find that that is something I will move through. If one thing comes up, I'm like, oh God, (laughs) it's a long road ahead. It's like, no. And also... Trust your intuition on how much time you need to move through it. It could be a two-hour transmute. It could be a week, a month, a 24-hour transformation of that energy. Trust what you need to do to work through it, to sit with it. And today, for example, I was feeling this dense, stagnant, just honestly, misery in the morning 
and I had to move my body, but I was exhausted. I didn't want to do necessarily like this very intense workout. So I just jumped and shaked and did very intuitive somatic movement for like 30 minutes. And I just feel 10% better and I will take that. (laughs) So trust yourself, trust your inner guidance. Um, And I'm going to make another episode on this, but trusting your intuition on how it needs to heal how it's asking you to heal, how it wants you to heal something. Um, We are all medicine people. We all know how to heal ourselves. It's just about trusting your voice and trusting where you're being guided and how you're being called to work with the energy. And so I'll share kind of how I discern what my body needs. It's a deep listening practice. But just for an example, I was sitting in the bath last night and um, feeling just some stagnant energy and creating right now. And the bath salts that I purchased had a, um, I think it was a green quartz in the bag. And I just felt called to put it over my eyes, like my eyelids. So I laid the crystal on my eyelid on my right side and then on my left. And I just had these intuitive mantras come into my head that I started to repeat as I was connecting with these crystals. And that's just like a very simple little example of a a form of healing that can just be that step on the ladder to get you to move and switch the energy. Um, So I hope all of this resonates with your heart and I'm sending you so much love. And if you've been following me on this podcast for a while, or if you're following me on TikTok or Instagram at Elevate with Ellie Styles, I just launched my monthly membership community called the Medicine Cafe It is the place where I am just filing away all of my juice, all the energy updates, channeled messages, questions about mushrooms. We have a daily chat. I post daily energy updates in there. I post voice memos of what's going on, journal prompts, resources, things that I'm listening to, podcast episodes, books. It is truly my library where everything that I'm feeling and sharing and that's coming through, I'm putting it all into that community and I would love to have you there we have two live calls a month and they're recorded if you can't make it you can watch them afterwards Um, I would love to have you there I love watching this community grow it's intimate it's special and if you are someone who is heart-centered who is connected to this medicine interested in learning about it or deeply connected to it and wanting a space to really express freely and also learn and have a joint understanding of what is moving through you and our world right now, it is the place for you and I'd love to have you there. So um, I'll put the link in the description box and if you feel called, I'm there. Sending you so much love and I will see you next week for a new episode.